0: Motorsport 411 presents all the four and two wheeled action.
1: Motorsport 411 with Sean Cartavillas. Welcome to Motorsport 411, your home for all your four and two wheel action in Africa. Coming up in this episode, we have a roundup of the Eldorette Rally with winner Jasmi Chana. We preview this weekend's Motocross of African Nations event with Apollon Buki of Kenya. And we have a review of last weekend's Rally Finland with Colin Clark of Dirtfish.
0: All the four and two wheeled action. Motorsport 411.
1: Welcome uh, to the show. So, Just Me Chana increased his lead in the Kenya National Rally Championship following victory at last weekend's Eldoret Rally. After the event, we spoke to the Iceman. Just me uh, thank you so much for joining us on MotorSport 411 uh, congratulations to you and Ravi uh, it was your second rally win uh, this season uh, how, how did it feel winning in Eldoret you know when we came out of the power stage and Ravi told me we won the rally i,
2: I kept quiet for quite a few minutes because uh, i didn't you know i didn't register and then i got to the service park and that's when i really thought
1: okay we have won Uh, Some good competition in Eldoret from the FIA Young Stars. Yes, um, you know, it was quite a challenging
2: road for us in the morning loop. It was quite slippery, but I guess the Fords don't like the slippery surface, uh, whereas the E was a bit heavier and uh, kind of uh, tackled uh, the slippery uh, stages uh, better than the Fords.
1: How difficult is it for you uh, still try to compete with the R3s and the R5s? Like I've always said
2: uh, Sean, uh, the R3s are a very quick car, power to weight ratio compared to the, to the Evo. Right now with the B13 we have more straight line speed but when it comes to tight corners and uh, you know the twisties, they're still quicker.
1: How was the route uh, over the weekend?
2: Uh, I'd like to congratulate uh, Western Kenya Motorsports Club for organising a brilliant event. Super roads, I mean, once it had dried up, it was amazing. I wish uh, the WRC would go there.
1: Now, you got uh, Rubis. Uh, Rubis were on board uh, for this event. Uh, Come rain or shine, uh, you guys uh, seem to be at every event. Uh, How are you able to pull it off uh, despite the tough economic times?
2: Well, you know, rallying has been in our blood for a long time, uh, since my dad's time. Um, To us, uh, we have to rally because we enjoy it. We go out there to have fun, at the same time to perform. Uh, Rubies has changed our rallying uh, since Safari and since they came on board. You know, the support that I've not had, I've got it now. And you can see the results. And I thank Rubies Energy Kenya Limited uh, uh, for supporting me.
1: Uh, You've increased your lead in the Kenya National Rally Championship. Now, what's your strategy in terms of the rest of the championship?
2: Well, uh, Sean, our aim is to rack uh, as many points as we can. Uh, It's not about winning. Uh, As long as we get our podium finishes, uh, we should be safe. We we do still have space to push. And uh, I know from now, going to the end of the season, we will have more cars coming in. Uh, but the monkey is not on my shoulders. Uh, that's one thing uh, I would like to make clear. The monkey is not on my shoulders. I have no pressure. Uh, my my job is to make sure I get the most points. Why why are you call the Iceman? Because I've always been a compass. And have you ever seen just me making noise in the car,
1: outside the car, or anywhere? And of course, your driving style as well. Very clean driving style. Yes, yes. Just meet the Iceman Chana, congratulations to you Ravi and the rest of the CRS team. Uh, Thank you so much for speaking to us on Motorsport 411. Thank you. So let's go to Cape Town, South Africa, where the Motocross of African Nations is set to be held this weekend. On the line is team captain for Kenya, Apollo Mbuki. Apollo, thank you so much for joining us on Motorsport 411. Uh, you're in Cape Town. It's a big event, the Motocross of African Nations. Uh, first of all, how many Kenyans are there? Uh, right here, we have uh, 16 Kenyans.
0: Um, that's all the way from 50, 65, all the way to uh, MX1. Um, you know, each class is about, you know, uh, three to uh, three to five riders.
1: All right. And how many countries are there for the event? There's, um, there's about... Uh,
0: 10, 10 countries um Zimbabwe is going to be there South Africa is going to be there Uganda is going to go uh, Botswana is also going to be there Namibia um Zambia Tanzania and uh, also a couple of private uh, privateer um you know individuals
1: are you going to be competing in the MX1 class so uh, just tell us uh, what what's happening this weekend yeah I'm going to be in uh, in the MX1 um I'm the only Italian You know, I'm going to go against
0: uh, a couple other, I think, five uh, South African guys, um, you know, five Botswana people. And uh, I think there's one person coming from Morocco and Uganda, which is going to be cool. Um, Also, I've seen some guys from Madagascar coming for the event as well. So, uh, you know, it's just going to be exciting. You know, it's going to be a a cool event. Just give us more
1: details about your bike.
0: Um, So I'm riding a KTM 450 SXS through the help of uh, Offroad adventures um you know they're the ones who made uh, you know this trip pretty much possible for me you know my uh you know my main sponsors for this event so um yeah I'm gonna be uh representing Team Kenya and uh, Offroad adventure as well
1: Who are you expecting to be your strongest competition? Uh, You know, traditionally, South Africa, probably the strongest on the continent. And also, uh, Uganda, of course, uh, normally give Kenya a hard time. Uh, How many riders have they sent for this event? Um, Uganda, I think they have
0: about 26 uh, riders. Um, But in my class, um, there's just uh, only one of them that are going to be in uh, MX1. Um, but there's still, you know, strong, uh, strong number of South Africans that are. I'm going to be going against, you know, Jesse Wright, uh, Joshua Mlimi, uh, Regan Wasmuth, and you know, Davico Van Der Westen are. Uh, they are all, you know, pretty, pretty big, uh, heavy hitters. So, you know, not even that, not even Botswana has some pretty strong, uh, you know, strong guys that I'm going to go against too. So, it's going to be super interesting, and uh, you know, it's something I'm going to be excited for.
1: Apollo, thank you so much for speaking to us on Motorsport 411. Uh, really appreciate the time and the best of luck in the event. Thank you very much. Apollo, let's not get embarrassed, particularly by our Ugandan neighbors. Uh, send it, eh? <laughs> okay, alright. Full gas. <laughs> so that's team captain for Kenya, who's competing in the Motocross of African Nations, Apollo Mbuki. We'll be back. All the four and two wheeled action. Motorsport 411. Motorsport 411. So, welcome back. There was drama galore at last weekend's Rally Finland, with Elvin Evans overcoming the odds, including bad weather, to dominate the event. On the line is Colin Clark of Dirtfish. Colin, uh, as always, thank you so much for speaking to us on Motorsport 411. Now, uh, what an event in Finland. Where do we start? Uh, let's start off with Friday, where all the drama started.
3: Yeah, I mean, Friday was an exceptional day, wasn't it, Sean? Uh, you know, if we get drama in a rally, it tends to be on the Friday. And it's very often the case with these fast rallies as well. Easy to get caught out with the speed, easy to get caught out, in particular this year, with the conditions. But you know, we kind of expected a little bit of drama But what we didn't really expect Was Robin Perra to make a mistake I mean, for me, that was the, the wow moment on the Friday um, You know, Oytanak was just a little bit unlucky Maybe, maybe you would say um, Being a little bit ambitious With his cut on that right-hand corner Taking a little bit too much Of the corner off When he found a rock And that would pay to his chances Esapek Lappe, It was a bad pace note He was just way too optimistic with his pace note but the one we didn't expect was Robin Barrett. And do you know what? I still yet to hear a decent explanation for what happened there. I've watched it a few times from the onboard and from the spectator footage. And a little bit strange, a little bit of a strange one. And, and certainly from Robin Barrett, I think that's the first mistake he's made all year. Uh, and maybe the first mistake he's made in 12 months. So most unusual for Robin Barrett. And, and the question, Sean, has to be, you know, is, is the pressure of scoring a home victory beginning to build now on Robin Perra? You know, that's two years ago, three years ago, actually, he made a mistake, crashed out the rally last year. It just didn't go his way. And this year he's crashed out the rally again. Uh, you know, we thought this guy was, was basically a, um, a bit of an untouchable god, but he's quite clearly showing us that he's human. And that's no bad thing. That's really no bad thing.
1: What did you make of Uh, Wojtanek? You know, it looks like he's having one drama after another with Ford. Um, It was a bit unusual uh, with the sum card, uh, you know, going like that. Uh, It appeared to be an issue with the setup of the car.
3: No, 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 Sean. I I think we need to be very careful with this because it it is very easy to jump on the bandwagon and start criticizing M Sport and and the car. This one was absolutely nothing to do with them. If if it's been in a toyota if he'd been in a uh, a hyundai it didn't really matter what road what car he was in if you hit that rock at that speed at that angle there's every chance you're going to do terminal damage to the car every chance you know the sump guard is there to protect against against stones you know if you hit an embedded rock the sump guard depending on the speed you're going you know some guard is going to take the force of that impact if you're lucky it'll scrape along the bottom of the sump guard but if you're going too fast if you're at the wrong angle you know the sump guard's going to punch up and it's going to punch up in one direction and that's into the engine bay and that's what's happened you know it's 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 not an absolute bomb proof sump guards you know none of them are there's that compromise between um, the ability to protect the engine and the extra weight yes you could make a bomb proof sump guard but the extra weight required would completely compromise you so there's always always that balance between the two and the some guys do a great job but they are not um 100 effective and uh you know it's, it's basically punched up and it's it's damaged i don't know maybe the oil filter the engine well it was not nice. well i don't know what it was because we don't know if it damaged the engine it certainly drained the engine of oil um so that's why he stopped but that was not an m sport issue that was an issue with the fact that You know, We we did a video beforehand, Sean, and we talked a lot at Dirtfish about how cutting corners, cutting grass corners in Finland is a risk because within that grass very often are some hidden rocks. And we've seen it many times in the past, many, many times. Some of the great drivers in the World Rally Championship have been caught out what looks like just a grass cut. In fact, it's not a grass cut. It's a grass cut that's got a big embedded rock in the middle of it and you know you catch that rock, and you can break the suspension. You catch it on the sump guard. You can do damage to the engine, and that's what happened with Tanak. He he just he caught the rock, and um and it it broke the engine. Uh, nothing to do with M Sport. Yes, the problem in Estonia was a manufacturer problem, uh, but this one was. So we we can't blame Ford for that.
1: Now, at the other end of the scale, uh, probably uh, the most impressive drive of his career. What a win for Elfin Evans! Yeah, I, you, know, I'd agree
3: with you, I'd agree with you. I agree with you entirely. Uh, a really, really impressive drive. You know, don't forget when you, know, uh, Callie Robin Pera made that mistake. Evans was only, I think, it was five, six seconds behind him. Evans was just about on pace with Robin Pera. He was the man that was putting pressure on Cali Robin Pera. Robin crashes out. Evans is in the lead. He's then in a battle with Thierry Neuville, and and it's a revitalized Thierry Neuville. It's a revitalized Hyundai i20 Rally 1 car, and Evans did a remarkable job. I feared a little bit because we've seen these battles this year between Evans and Neuville going almost exclusively in Neuville's favor. But my goodness me, Saturday, Evans got out of bed, he got in that car, and he drove the nuts off it, and he drove beautifully. It was such... A controlled drive, a controlled, fast, risk free drive from Elvin Evans. And I, I think I might agree with you. May, maybe his best drive ever. He's had a few great drives. He won in Sweden a couple of years ago. And that was a remarkable performance. He won here, or he won in Finland two years ago. That was also a remarkable performance. But this one, considering where he's at in his career just now, you know, maybe the odd question being asked about whether or not he can adapt his driving to suit these rally one cars. And he comes out and he puts in a performance like that, it dispels any of those issues, of those questions, of those doubts that people might have had about whether Elvin Evans really was worthy of that that uh, you know that label as an elite driver. And there are only now three or four elite drivers in the sport. Uh, Elvin Evans showing in Finland he is absolutely one of those drivers. And you know what, Sean, it'll it'll just take your set of circumstances when we go to Greece and Evans will be right back in the fight for the championship this year so yeah it was great great from I think Elvin Evans's point of view from a British rally fan's pro- point of view and, and also from just a general fan of rallying because the way it was going Robin Perra was going to win this championship with three events to go that is now not going to be the case so yeah it was, it was wonderful to see Evans he's such a controlled character you know, he doesn't give a lot away doesn't he doesn't get awfully emotional ever um but there was a little glimmer of emotion at the end and that was great to see
1: just going to say uh he's a very shy character uh you know you could see uh y- you know he's not it's not a noisemaker uh Elvin Evans uh, but there no. is a dilemma for Toyota because uh, he's snapping on the heels of uh, Cali Rovanperä in the driver's championship
3: Yeah well I, I don't think it's a it's, I don't think it's a dilemma at all you know. John, the, the Toyota team have always been very open in their their policy. You've know, seen, in particular, Hyundai under Andrea Damo using team tactics, using uh, you're know, using driver uh, strategy to to manipulate results and to get the best result possible for a driver and the team. Um, that doesn't happen in Toyota. Toyota is very much you go and do your own thing. We will not talk about team orders. We will not talk about strategy. Just go and fight it out amongst yourselves. Just don't do anything silly out there. Um, so, you know, I think it's great. I think it's great. We will see. You know, Toyota will not turn around and back one driver over the other. It will be a fair fight between Evans and Robin Perra for the championship this year. And who knows? Thierry Neuville may, and again, it will require a set of circumstances. But he may be able to get himself back into that fight as well. But no, the Toyota situation is a very transparent situation. It really is it's not you know uh, let them let them go at it let them fight each other we don't mind just do not do anything silly so uh, I I love that I really love that we had the same situation of Volkswagen I question it at times I I do question it I think you know, ultimately the manufacturer is about winning titles and and you know the manufacturer entry participation in Motorsport is about winning titles but right now they don't have to even think about team orders or driver strategy or anything like that because they have On the face of it, the best car, the best team, the best drivers, very similar to the Volkswagen scenario, they don't have to worry about giving team orders out because they know that, you know, all things being equal, they've got drivers there who will win rallies and will will win, win championships.
1: Another big story from the weekend, uh, Toyota having a different team principal, uh, the boss of Toyota, uh, Mr. Toyota, uh, was in charge uh, for the weekend, yeah. uh, Yari Mati Latvala, uh, behind the wheel of a fourth uh, Toyota at the event.
3: Yeah. You know, what, what I've got to say is that, you know, I, I do hope that the people around the service park and the rally fans in general realize how privileged we are. You know, Akio Toyota. In terms of the automotive industry is without any question the automotive industry's number one man never mind toyota in the automotive industry he is quite possibly the most important person in the whole world probably next to elon musk the two of them for different reasons uh, and we had him we had him we had his undivided attention for rallying in the service park at the weekend acting team principal, it was remarkable to see him okay with his entourage and I tell you what, I think if King Charles had turned up in that service but he wouldn't have had such a big entourage, he really wouldn't, it was quite remarkable (laughs) Um, but he was there and he was doing what you would expect a team principal to do he was open, he was honest, he was approachable, it was quite a remarkable privilege Uh, and we're very, very lucky as a sport because, you know he, he has said it. You know, he's, he's he is banging the drum for rallying, and he's not just banging the drum for Toyota in rallying. He is actively talking to other manufacturers. He is actively picking the phone up and saying, "You know, we need you in this sport. This is the the greatest sport for proving the technological capabilities, the uh, you know, the driving possibilities of cars. This is where you should be." So. Toyota-san is, is a remarkable character and he is good for our sport. And we were so lucky to see him there the weekend. It was, it was a real privilege.
1: Colin, uh, one thing you and I have in common. Uh, I'm not a big fan of standing in the rain for hours at a time. Uh, you <laughs> were busy there, uh, you know, diligently uh, <laughs> conducting your videos for Dirtfish Fish uh, out there in the rain. Uh, but it proved to be very tricky for the drivers.
3: Really tricky. And and, and you know what? I, I do... It's a dilemma for me, Sean, because you know when I see the forecast of rain, on the one hand, I think, oh, goodness me. Um, the, the, you know, the, the worst thing in the world is when you get back to your apartment or your hotel or whatever, it's 11 o'clock at night, soaking wet. You put your clothes out to dry. You get up again at 5 in the morning to go out rallying, and you're putting on wet clothes again. Oh, my goodness me. Uh, it is horrible. But the flip side of that is that it does give us an extra factor, which really has the potential to mix things up and you know for, for me we see drivers and cars at their very very best when we get challenging conditions and i love i love watching rallying i love watching rally cars and rally drivers doing what they do in the rain and the mud i don't enjoy quite so much standing out in the rain getting absolutely soaked through but who am i to complain I, i'm not complaining you know we all we'll dry out eventually and we get on with it it was not ideal, but but great from a, a sporting perspective.
1: Colin Clark of Dirtfish, it is an absolute privilege to talk to you as always. Thank you so much for taking the time out to speak to us on sport Four One One. Sure, it's
3: an absolute pleasure. But if we've got another minute or two, I've got a question for you. Yeah, go ahead. What's the weather like in March in Kenya around Laevacia? I'm hearing we might be coming to Kenya in March for the Safari Rally next year.
1: I tell you what, it'll be a little bit drier than what it should be. Uh, You know, the thing is, um, one of the things I love about the safari is that religiously on a Saturday, it seems to rain when we have uh, the Sleeping (laughs) Warriors stage. Uh, But it should be drier uh, should the safari be held in March.
3: Yeah, well, that's the rumour that's doing the rounds just now. Nothing confirmed. It's the time of year where we get lots and lots of rumours about next year's calendar. Uh, And the one that's doing the rounds this morning is certainly that we will be potentially heading back to Kenya in March. I'm not bothered. I could come to Kenya any day of the year, any week of the year, any month of the year, and I would love every minute of it. So uh, March, June, July, I don't care. Can't wait to come back.
1: It is an absolute privilege. Thank you once again for joining us on Motorsport 411. It's my pleasure. Thank you. Colin Clark of Dirtfish uh, will be back. Motorsports 411 with Sean Cardavillis. So that's it for the show this week. Our thanks once again to Just Meet the Iceman, Chana, Apollo, and Bookie, and Colin Clark. Our thanks, as always, to Big City Studio. I'm Sean Carter-Villis. See you next week.